1: Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast half-full editor. Joining me as always is my colleague and co-host, David Longrich. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing good. And yourself? Pretty good. Dive bars on the mind, I have to say, after reading your recent story.
2: I always have dive bars on the mind, but uh, (laughs) yeah, let's talk about that a little bit.
1: You know, you kind of tap into it in the beginning of that story, but often dive bars are kind of written off, right? It's kind of they don't get the due that they really deserve as being a true American drinking you know, establishment and one that's historic and important.
2: Yeah, people kind of take them for granted until they close. And right. then, you know, they assume they're always going to be dives somewhere. Right. And, uh, you know, if you say dive to an American, we all think of kind of a very specific thing. You know, yeah. it's a... The place that's poorly maintained, with uh, a little bit, a little bit dirty maybe, but always has like good music playing, and uh, yeah, or, or I like to think of it kind of like worn in, you worn, know? in. Like yeah, worn in, let's like worn in, say. And,
1: and I think that that's part of the problem is that as time went on, dives kind of had this connotation. They Were run down or turns that, out I, they always have been,
2: <laughs> I mean, that's true. you know. Yeah, that's true. But I, I but there's there's dives and there are dives, it's a broad term and it en- right. encompasses everything from like the biker bar where you will get killed
1: to like the New York Irish bar, you yeah, know, that exactly. could be fastidiously clean. It's a very personal term because I think yeah. everybody defines what a dive bar is almost individually. Like, well,
2: it's one of those I know when I see it, but you know, like in New York, for instance, not every Irish bar. Is a dive? Is a dive. No. I mean I, I was at one of uh, Neary's up on Fifty uh, Seventh Street, okay. yeah. Second Avenue. Yeah. That place is not a dive, right? It's very fancy inside. Yeah. I mean, it's hospitable, yeah, but it's not a dive.
1: Yeah, or like Dublin House, like a you know yeah. is, is yeah, yeah is on the borderline, you know. And, and I think sometimes it also depends upon who you're drinking at the bar with. That's you know? true I mean? too. Like,
2: But I think the thing about a dive, if if I had to press to come up with a definition, I would say that the uh, dive is the is the kind of bar you go to where nobody judges you. Right. You know, it's a judgment free zone. You can be yourself, do whatever you want, but you don't get to judge the other people in there either. Right. You know, because you don't get to come off and be fancy. Yeah. I was at Hanks, my recently closed. Local dive in in Brooklyn. My wife and I were there with another couple, and and uh, before sitting down on the bar stool, the woman took out her handkerchief and put it on the stool. And uh, okay, that's not a dive bar person.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you for disguising me in the story, Dave. It was me. I'll cop, yeah, to, it. Right. I'll cop yeah, to Yeah, it. I, 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 I took out my handkerchief and I put it you down. Put it I'm sorry to say, but it was me. That idea of like the Bukowski, you know, like L.A. dive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think if you walked in, I never had. The pleasure, dish pleasure of drinking with Bukowski, but Neither, the famous but writer and I, I've um, been to drinker. I've been to some
2: of his bars though.
1: I, but but even even if he even if he went into a nice bar, I think it would suddenly become like a dive bar just given just his, around him. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, yeah. some people like that's you know it depends sort of like who you drink with. Like well,
2: they're called thing. degenerate alcoholics. <laughs> I, did, I wasn't going to say it.
1: It was on my tongue, but I okay, didn't say okay. it. Um, you know, it's an array of people during the time of day. They can be different things for different people. Right. And, like, they serve, you know, kind of like a pub as a community. And, and it's you know.
2: always people from all walks of life. Uh, yeah. a real dive bars, as far as I know, strangers are usually okay. Yeah. It's not a neighborhood bar. Right. You know, it's a place you can come in right. as long as you know how to behave. Right. And that behaving means... You don't get to come in with your bullshit and right. put it off on everybody right. else. <laughs> uh, you got to check right. that at the door. Right. And that goes back, it turns out, as far as I can tell, to uh, African-American bars right. in the 19th century, where they were run by African-Americans for African-Americans. They were rough places. Uh, you know, they had all kinds of... Uh, uh, Illegalities going on, uh, prostitution, gambling, all the things that happened. That many bars at the time. That that many bars had, exactly. Uh, These were all concentrated in one, but they also had great music. And they also had significant numbers of white people drinking in them, which is interesting. Those white people could not come in and throw their racist bullshit down. They had to be willing to put their social privilege aside. And if they put it aside, they were welcome. And those, they created these communities that you read about. The coverage of these communities is always hostile. Yeah. But then you read between the lines and you say, hey, you know, that sounds like a pretty good bar. Right. Everybody's sitting around the table playing cards and they've got some drinks. And
1: quite a revolutionary idea for the 1860s. Yeah. I mean, the Civil War was literally just finished.
2: People didn't really mix like that anywhere except at these low the lowest level of society and also physically low. These 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 places were usually in basements. Right. So,
1: you know. And even the term dive, I mean what I loved yeah. about your piece was that it went through the etymology, you know, digging back through layer and layer and, and people have been trying to define what a dive bar is for over a century at oh, this yeah. point. And yeah. a lot of the definitions are really weird and not not helpful
2: <laughs> not helpful at all not kind also but,
1: and 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 i would say that your you know your research you know led back to buffalo of all places right as the home of the original dive bar which... there
2: was one bar darren wang on a, in a twitter conversation a, a year ago Said that you know there was a really early dive there, and I, I looked into it and I saw there was a claim that Buffalo was the home of the dive, right? And I I didn't believe they
1: only it claimed to be home of the you know the chicken Buffalo wing. chicken
2: wing, which, they which more right. or less. But that has an
1: interesting and and similar history exactly, as well. Where exactly, we had a piece a couple of years ago where it turns out that most likely this was something developed by African American cooks that yeah. was then taken and popularized you know throughout Buffalo
2: and then from Buffalo to the world.
1: Exactly, yeah.
2: Who knew? I Who mean, knew? that
1: Buffalo is this like amazing conduit of.
2: Well, it's a crossroads, yeah. you know, and and it used to be a really important one because yeah. it was the end of the Erie Canal, and so it needed thousands of workers to move like grain and goods from the Midwest into right. into canal barges, so they could go down the canal to the Hudson and then down to New York and out to the world. So uh, it was it was all uh, there were always lots of workers there, and this one bar. Was down on the towpath next to the canal, and to get there you had to basically dive down a flight of stairs. It was very rickety and steep, and and the thing was in the basement, and it was like practically underwater. You right. know, and its level was so which low. is
1: probably where the term dive bar comes from yeah. right the fact yeah. that this bar was
2: and it, and it was called doug's dive
1: right subterranean and, that yeah was.
2: And, it, and, it, and it was like this is you know where you dive to get to doug's and uh, and i thought that was kind of also a fascinating thing is that the term
1: dive starts out as like a verb right yeah like to dive yeah like... to dive
2: and then it eventually becomes a place right and i think doug's is where it made that that that, that jump that like... jump it wasn't it wasn't a big jump at that point yeah.
1: And then maybe, like, it takes a detour to diving bell, possibly. Yeah. Which, yeah, uh, which, which would also would have been, like, kind of ochron, you know, yeah, at the time. Yeah, that was common like slang, because... Uh, diving, and diving bells yeah. was so cutting edge at the time. And so Yeah, they were using this
2: technology so, to, to like, you know, dig underwater bridge foundations yeah, exactly. and all kinds of stuff. They made a lot of use of diving bells. Caissons building yeah, for, like, the exactly, Brooklyn Bridge and stuff. Exactly, and, So you know, The diving bell was well known, and that was like up-to-date, you know, infrastructure equipment. And
1: and maybe it's one of these things, and we see this a lot of times with drinks and drinks history, is that it may come from two different sources, right? Like it's, you know, we're pulling from the term to dive and then also the diving bell, and that sort of comes together in, you know, a perfect storm, and suddenly you get...
2: Yeah, and it comes bars. together somewhere where we don't see it coming together. Right. You know, you, and, as, as is often the case. And this it's funny
1: because in New York, you still have several dive bars, like in their name, that are decorated with diving, oh you yeah, know, helmets and stuff. And that's yeah, I, they
2: thought that was kind of a fun, right. you know, and, and, decor yeah. and a reference to the term.
1: But I never, re- I just thought that was somebody being like silly. I never yeah. really thought that there was any there real a there is there is at least a, a
2: you know an etymological link, right. band, <laughs> you know uh and uh, really it goes uh this this term gets adopted nationwide i mean it starts in buffalo in the 1850s and by yeah. the 1870s it's everywhere and it became just like any kind of rough bar, usually African-American, but it spread to the white community, right. doesn't really become the modern dive bar until the Beatniks got a hold of it in the 50s, <laughs> which is interesting because uh, they started going to these like rough joints and they were a, a new class of people. Yeah. So they were much more middle class than anybody who'd hung out in dives before that. And they, they sort of uh, cleaned the places up right. a little bit. Romanticized them. Romanticized. And yeah. that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Although, you know, I've been to plenty of non-romantic dive bars that are just <laughs> rough as hell. Right. Well, and, there's
1: something about dive bars that always yeah. seems to attract bikers, you know, your local degenerates, art yeah. students, yeah. architects, you know, yeah. any creative. It's a mix. It's always writers. You that's know. the
2: beatnik influences yeah, to get the, the bohemians in there. Absolutely. Because before that, it wasn't bohemians right. as much as it was like sporting life types. Right. So gamblers and, uh, you know, crooks. There were pimps. Yeah. There, were, there were also just, just working guys. Who right. liked the music and liked the company? Cheaper, uh, or, yeah, you know, and there you know, uh, were also you know there were uh, also board board white factory girls yeah. going in there to meet men. What a shock! Right. <laughs> you know, uh, but it turns out people had sex in the in the 19th century as right. well. Right. And uh, yeah, who knew? who knew? I know it was it was it came as a surprise to us <laughs> all. <laughs>
1: Now, it seems you've two types of bars, right? You, At least in New York, for the most part, you have fancy cocktail bars, you know, run by many of our friends and acquaintances. And then, you know, you have the more quotidian, everyday, you know, kind of dive bar or, you know, or, and the dive bar almost encapsulates this.
2: Yeah. I think there's also a level in between of just kind of. I would call them like friends' bars because it always looks like an episode of Friends when you walk in. They're just kind of – they're not divey. They're not fancy either. They're just kind of everyday. And they kind of morph with different drinking trends. Exactly. Yeah, they become one thing or another. Yeah, and there's just that vast middle. All
1: right, so let's say – so three, but like it's almost like real estate. I feel like the term dive has been taken by real estate brokers to cover basically every bar that's not a fancy bar – yeah, some people use it like, like that, for sure. Like just anything that doesn't, you know, where yeah. you're not going to go in and order, you know, yeah. martini. But
2: I, I don't like see, I, I think there are actual places that are that are dives yeah. like, that are different. And uh, like Hank's that just closed. Yeah. That, was a dive. that was a dive. It was poorly maintained, unsanitary. And that's very different from what you get at like the mid-level bars.
1: And then, you know, sadly, there are the fake dives, which I yeah. think are really funny that are.
2: Those are pathetic. Right. <laughs>
1: Bars, <laughs> you know, where somebody's opened it to be like a trendy yeah. dive. Like, yeah. you know, they're, it's like a Disney. You can't open you a know, dive. But, right.
2: You, you can become a dive. Right. You know i I always say it takes generations of deferred maintenance right. to, 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 and, and, and bad choices right. bad business choices right. to make a dive. also you know it helps uh, when you've got bad neighborhoods, low rents, you sure. can try, and, and uh, that means you can have cheap drinks yeah, and that means you get a wide range of people yeah um, Brooklyn, when I moved in in 1986, all the bars around me were dives, yeah. and uh, there were some pretty righteous bars. Uh, there was the famous O'Connors, which was uh, became a sort of a literary hangout. Uh, that place was all uh, sure. There were some young editors right. in there. There was also men and women who worked at the post office. There were iron workers in there right. and electricians. There were definitely a couple drug dealers who used to hang out there, and a couple pimps as well. Right. Uh, there was there was all kinds of people in there. You know, and everybody you, gets thirsty. Yeah, and, and you were, you're not allowed to to say I don't associate with you. Right. You know, you have to leave. Right. They don't have to leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw people out if you're a customer.
0: Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
1: is in
2: decline now. I think dive bars are individual yeah. ones are closing at an absolutely terrifying yeah. rate. That's I what mean, I was afraid that you were going to yeah, say. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you it's... see them, uh, God, Shelby's in, uh, in, in, in Denver was the last like real person bar in downtown yeah. Denver that just closed. Uh, Hank's in Brooklyn. There are lots that have closed the, 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 uh, the drinking fountain, one of the greatest names in dive bars yeah, ever sure. in uh, Jamaica, Plain, uh, oh, south, yeah. south of Boston. That was an immortal dive, and yeah. really a little bit maybe a little too sketchy for yeah. a lot of people, yeah. i know, yeah, uh, but uh, also very fun, yeah uh, that place closed, yeah. you know, and, and these are these are places that that had been they were all built during the decline of American cities, yeah. you know, they were opened when real estate was yeah. cheap, and now that cities are coming back, the dives are going
1: say the old miami bar in detroit you and i were there yeah. a couple of years ago and that's a fun you know army veteran you know yeah that's a rock serious dive but it's less divy than it used to be that venn diagram of yeah. you know yeah. rock musicians and veterans yeah. that serve sort as of the yeah. perfect combination but yeah i mean the whole that whole neighborhood where it is yeah
2: the cast corridor was it was when that place opened that neighborhood was terrifying and yeah. was just basically uh uh crime drugs and you know positive and prostitution and now it's uh it's full of new new construction right. and uh so many dives have closed yeah. in new york city uh when i moved into the city in 1979 that was kind of the height of the dive bar because yeah. the city was in terrible shape right there was one place on uh on the bowery you would go out and out about in the east village where young people uh you know took their life into their hands as they went uh Bar hopping because there were also uh, uh, drug dealers and gunfights and all that kind of stuff. But uh, then you'd walk down the Bowery at about uh, four in the morning to uh, to go down to Chinatown to have Chinese food after your night of of drinking. And there was this one bar on the Bowery in between right. that had uh, armored glass. Uh, they put like armored plexiglass over the bar so there was only a slot that you could get your drinks on wow. and they would I've, slide them under I've the slot seen that in liquor stores yeah like, it, you know, exactly basically the whole liquor yeah. store is behind this whole bar had know, been held up plus. so many times but the problem was this slot was pretty big and if you had a hand with a gun you could just stick it right under there oh my god <laughs> they, didn't, they weren't thinking very right. very well
1: sure sure
2: <laughs> yeah. it was just funny uh, but
1: uh, there's different times banks don't even have yeah you know now like you go into a bank in New York and it's yeah the it's, tellers are no longer through, you know, behind bulletproof glass. So it's yeah, kind of ev- amazing. Everything was bulletproof right, back then. For sure. The yeah. thing that you had to think about, mm, can somebody stick a gun through this hole or
2: not? It, yeah. Like, uh, only uh, shot glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was really, it was really quite striking. I, I can't remember the name of that place. Lower Manhattan was full of them. Now there's only the Nancy Whiskey left, really.
1: Yeah. Do you think that, like, the earring sort of qualifies as a dive? Is that too old? Like, I, I think it's. Proto a dive too, maybe. yeah,
2: it's got divey elements, right? But I think it's uh, a little too established. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: it's a little fashionable, and uh, yeah, so like the White Horse it may have been a dive, yeah. But I think now it's no longer. In the dive category, I, I, I would I would agree with
2: that. It, it's, I mean, I, I don't
1: I don't mean to tell people what is and what is. It's a comfortable dive, neighborhood but, bar, right? But I think you know when Dylan Thomas drank there, it, it was a dive. It was, <laughs> yeah. It's probably no yeah. longer one. Yeah, um, not,
2: not 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 like it the was. way there was. No.
1: Yeah, um, but it's, mean, but that's I think also a fascinating thing about some of these bars is yeah. that. You know, in 1979, I think a lot of the dives had probably started life as something oh, yeah. far different. You yeah. know, and that
2: was... There were much better bars. They or, were real, you Or know, much more elegant right. places. Right, and the neighborhoods
1: were different. Yeah, and, and, uh, you and by, you know, 79, when the whole yeah. city, you know... Uh, you it was know, in the,
2: the toilet, basically. Right,
1: you know, it was a Ford says to New York drop day, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> you know, and it really was almost dead that you had all of these bars that had started life as... I don't know what, you know, yeah. like, you know, middle class, upper class, you know, just nice neighborhood bars had, had sort of be crumbled and become, you know, the last resort. Yeah, they'd the slid bar. down into, right, you know, exactly. in the, in
2: the, this sort of uh, twilight life of uh, of, exactly. of diviness where yeah. it, it, it's always four in the morning, <laughs> even at four in the afternoon. <laughs>
1: right. That's that beautiful, you yeah. know. The liquid haze of uh, yeah. uh, the bar, and then, and then you know, as we see, some of these neighborhoods have again changed, and you get, uh, you, know, you know, they're coming back
2: in the other direction. And, you
1: know, the lights are turned up, and yeah. you know, they're cleaned up, and the bar is, you know, well, I think of Long polished. Island Bar, yeah, absolutely. Which when
2: I ate there, and uh, when it was a bar and Grill in the '80s, that was uh, that was divey as hell. Well, that right on,
1: what it's right off of Atlantic. Yeah, and their friend was, Toby Cucinie, who yeah. famously ran Passerby, and may or may not have created the Cosmo, uh, the it certainly modern helped. Cosmo. Yeah,
2: certainly helped uh, popularize it. I was going to say,
1: depending upon the day that you ask him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, uh, you know, after the passerby closed, which was in um, the meatpacking, you know, before the meatpacking district yeah. was actually only a few blocks from where we sit and record our podcast, um, he then decamped to Brooklyn and uh, opened up, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, it's,
2: know, it's, it's been about... Four or five years, yeah.
1: He told me this, I don't know if he told you the story, but that he had seen the bar for years and it had been, you know, closed up. It had never, you know, opened. Yeah, never reopened. And it was two sisters, I think, who owned Long Island Bar and they closed it and he kept slipping notes under the door and, you know, he kind of dreamt he lived around the corner and, you know, he always thought, okay, like this would be a great place to take over. And then finally he met one of their nephews, I think, was able to convince, like his aunt, they reopened uh, five years ago. And there, the maybe. beautiful
2: thing they did is they kept the place. They didn't change it. No. They renovated it. Yeah. You know, they. they or they just fixed, they fixed what it. they had to. Exactly. And then, like cleaned it. Yeah. And... They left all the cigarette burns in right. the bar and right. stuff. And, you know, that's, that's the best way forward for a lot of these dives yeah. is to get maybe a little loving facelift. Yeah. You're not going to have the same society in yeah. them because the parts of downtowns where the dives are all closing they're also closing because their customers have been driven away but what you can do is at least keep some of the feel of it and get some of the more interesting people who have moved in who who are maybe a little more sensitive to history
1: what i love about that bar is toby once showed me their liquor storage room have you ever seen yeah i'm not sure i could it's 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 i couldn't fit in there i mean i could barely fit in it's like all their I mean, bartenders
2: are skinny. Yeah, and tall, <laughs> like Toby, thank yeah. God, because yeah.
1: they're, where they keep all of the liquor bottles is this tiny, very long room right behind the bar. It's I guess the wall of the bar is the wall of this... Giant closet that runs the whole length of almost the yeah, bar. Yeah, and, and it's it's and about just, two feet wide, and there's just racks from floor yeah, to yeah. ceiling with bottles. And yeah. that's how I guess they always did it, and that's they how continue they always to do it. it. And thankfully, Toby is tall and thin and can get yeah. in there and has long arms. But I could not work <laughs> no, in that. Um, no. that's not for me. um But uh
2: I'd have to pay neighborhood kids to to <laughs> to, to to go get the ride.
1: Giant sticks <laughs> yeah. with you know a claw at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All. I think we'll see more of that where these bars formerly dives are, you know, if we're lucky, we, yeah, we yeah. you know, kind of cleaned up and yeah. maybe they repair the linoleum with yeah, linoleum and charging and, a little
2: more for the drinks. Right, exactly. and, uh,
1: I mean, it, it, we run the risk of like turning them into a little bit of, you know, sort of fetishization of like the that's dive true or that's, you know, that, that's or it becomes true. Becomes like, you know, a mockery of,
2: I think um, what makes Toby's bar work is that he hired bartenders who are a little more, Dive barry, yeah, you know they're they're not technicians, and he's got a old characters. soul, and he's, yeah, and
1: he can be crotchety as hell. So yeah, that's, and he's I think,
2: hi- hired di- he's hired bar- <laughs> bartenders who are fine with that.
1: And I think crotchetiness yeah. is like an essential part of the dive bar experience. Like yeah. yeah. you know, you, you want that the barkeep not to be you know always happy in that. No, and there's always the risk that you're going to run you may provoke their ire with an order or behavior and yeah you get. have you
2: have i mean the thing about dives is, is it's all about like uh, unwritten rules of behavior exactly and that's like you you check your bullshit when you come right. in at the door you can't throw your weight around right. you can't bully the bartender right. you can't bully the
1: house and i would say have <laughs> like know? a i don't know how do i say this Limit what you think you're going to drink, right? Like, exactly. Like limit your expectations yeah. uh, for for drinks. Like, Be
2: happy with basic drinks.
1: Right. You're not. You're not going to go in and you're. That's not the place to like order a voodoo. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. I've always heard about this aviation. I like, do you have. You know. Like, <laughs> no, that's not. I mean, Toby is a little bit different because he could do it, but and his yeah, his bartenders can could, actually make
2: any drink right, no to mankind. Like, but, for but,
1: most dives, I think yeah. the idea is that you know you want a shot, you want a beer, you may not yeah. even want draft beer you may want a pint or a it can depends depending. on the place yes <laughs> you that is right use their glassware you um, might not you might right. want to drink I mean, beer out of
2: the bottle right um Or then again, you know, there's Open it
1: with your own, you know, church keys.
2: I saw somebody I knew do a baller move once. I knew he was dive bar people. This was at O'Connor's, which was not uh, notably well-maintained in in Brooklyn. And he got some peanuts, a sack of peanuts from behind the bar, and spilled them out on the table in the booth and ate them them off the table. And I was like, wow, you, sir, are living dangerously. (laughs) You, sir, are dive bar people. (laughs) That's like... That was okay. Yeah, that is. Uh, that was strong.
1: Yeah. Well, the Village Idiot, which is no longer yeah. with us, which I think is a very good thing that it's no longer open, was on mm-hmm. the corner of like, that I 14th place. Uh, and what, like Hudson? Yeah. Or, or, That's
2: like, where good behavior went to die.
1: Yeah, it was really. It could be. Max Wadman wrote a story for us yeah. um, about the allure of bars on Christmas Eve and tells, you know, an amazing, almost Paul Oster like mm-hmm. story that unfolds. I, I won't ruin it for you, but I would suggest go back, look for it. But that takes place at the Village idiot and it was one of these things where, you know, you could either be, you know, jumped and trampled yeah. there, or you could have the most fantastic night of your life and, you know, meet your spouse there. Oh, I, I mean, know. The,
2: you know great dives like the craziest stuff happens oh yeah even even in the in the early 80s I was in a dive out on Long Island and this guy sitting next to me I get to talking to him and he he says you have know, an interest in buying this and he opens up his duffel bag that was on the floor between us and inside was a US Army m79 grenade launcher and about four or five like shells for it cool and it's like you know and where'd you get that well you know i was in the national guard right. and uh, i just i need the money and he wanted 300 bucks for it and i unfortunately didn't have 300 right. bucks right because yeah. it was damn tempting right. i gotta say sure sure dive blow some shit also up. serves as a <laughs> yeah. pawn shop yeah as and, a, uh, uh, there's a, there's always some you know shady quick, activity quick loan uh, does is, is, is known to happen in dives yeah. Yeah, well, that as I mean, long that's... as it's not disturbing anyone, it's okay.
1: Yeah, I, I might have switched seats after realizing. Yeah, you know, I, that I might... stopped
2: drinking with him and, and, <laughs> and went home. I don't want to step on that bag, kick it. Well, back yeah, that. and also I think he was probably if he if he's offering, I was like probably twenty. If he's offering a random twenty-year-old <laughs> this thing that he just met in a bar, uh, he's going to get arrested really soon. I don't know about
1: you, Dave, but our conversation has made me suddenly. Crave a drink at a, at a dive bar. I'm yeah, sure we it, can still find one around and here somewhere. You know,
2: also, maybe to like go and blow things up.
1: <laughs> I, I we'll say yeah. peanuts and beer and maybe yeah. some shots. All right, yeah, that
2: I'll, I'll settle for that kind of we shot. We won't
1: be we won't be doing any yeah. rocket launching today. No. I hope, but uh, no. but uh, <laughs> if we survive this, our next uh, dive bar encounter we will be here. Back with another episode of Life Behind Bars. Uh, I'm
2: looking forward to it as always. Cheers.